So before we begin the word, let's pray. Father, I submit this time in your lovely hands, Lord. Thank you for the wonderful worship, Baba. Thank you for the wonderful words, prophetic words which we got, Baba. Thank you that you are here with us. You shall never leave us, never forsake us. Put words into my mouth as I speak, Abba. Anoint the words that come out of my mouth, Father. Let nothing come out of my mouth which is not from you, Lord. And let the words touch everyone's heart and let it pierce it deep into their heart and transform every one of us, including me, Abba. I ask this in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. So today we are continuing with uh, what was preached last week by Colin. Uh, it was about Isaac and Rebecca's marriage. So they got married. So we continue from there. We have reached where they are married. Isaac and Rebecca is married. Okay, but for long years they don't have children. So Rebecca is barren. So what's happening? Then they wait, they wait, they don't have children. So Isaac decides to intercede for. Rebecca. So as a result of Isaac's prayer, Rebecca is pregnant. When Rebecca is pregnant, Rebecca experienced something uh, mothers of twins can understand. Shoma, could, Shoma can understand. There, there was a struggle within the wombs. We went for ultrasound, we saw like Jordan kicking Joanna on the head. In the ultrasound, we could see that. So some kind of struggle is happening within the womb. So she is wondering what is happening. So those days there was no ultrasound, right? So she had to go to God. So God said there are two child, like two nations in her womb. And then he he shares something amazing. He shares that the older shall serve the younger. Okay, so she got the promise and she finally delivers the baby after 20 years of marriage. So Isaac was 40 when he got married. And they have his kids when Isaac was 60. And when the child is born, the first child is red with hair all, all over the body. And so they call him Esau. Okay. Then the second child comes. And second child is holding onto Esau's leg. Okay, so he, he is called Jacob. Jacob means he'll catch up. Okay. So they have these two babies. They grow up. Esau becomes this macho man, like hunter, goes outdoor. And Jacob is this quiet man, always indoor. So he's, Jacob is mama's boy, like mama loves him so much, Rebecca's favorite child. And Esau is Isaac's favorite boy. Then one day Esau, Esau has gone out to hunt as usual and comes back late, hungry. He thinks he is so hungry that he is going to die. Jacob is thinking how to get this birthright because his mother has got this promise that Esau will serve him. So he is cooking stew. And when Esau comes in and says, he pleads with Jacob, can I have your stew? So he takes this as an opportunity to trade birthright with him. So he thought, this is how I'll get birthright. So he asked, Jacob asked Esau to give me birthright and I'll give you food. So Esau, without thinking, blinded in his hunger, Sells of his birthright. So then years have passed. Later on, Isaac becomes old, more than 100 years for sure. Some commentary says he is around 137 years old. Isaac thinks he's going to die. 
तो इज ओल्ड इनफ इज गोइंग टू डाई ही डज इन हैव आई साइट तो देन ही थिंक्स ओके नाउ आई ब्लस माई फेवरेट सन ईसाउ इज माई फर्स्ट बॉर्न आई विल गिव द ब्लसिंग्स इन जूश कस्टम यू ब्लस द फर्स्ट बॉर्न विथ ऑल ब्लसिंग्स डबल पोर्शन सो ही थॉट यू गिव इट टू ईसाउ ऐसा कॉल्स ईसाउ एंड टेल्स सन गो फॉर हंडिंग bring my favorite food cook it the way i want it okay so that i'll give you blessings now rebecca hears all this so she plans and plots isaas left for hungry she calls jacob okay let's get that blessings from father go bring two goats i'll cook this goat the way the father wants you give it and you take the blessings jacob is ready to do it but he has questions how this plan will work he asks but my brother is hairy full of hair and i am very smooth like smooth skin okay then mother says just trust in me and go okay mother puts the skin of the goat on his hands on his smoother part of his neck and gives that food she cooked the way isaac likes okay and he goes with this food to isaac and isaac asks who is this he says i am isau he lies to his father okay and he Isaac feels uh, Jacob and feels the hair and thinks it's Esau, although he doubts and gives the blessings which was supposed to be given to Esau. Now Esau, when he's back from hunting, gets to know that the blessing has gone to Jacob, so he is very devastated, very angry. So Esau plans to kill Jacob when Isaac dies. Again, Rebecca hears this also. like she comes to know like woman they know okay so she, what she does is she plans to send jacob to brother laban in aram so jacob flees from there on the way to aram before he reaches laban jacob has this encounter he was sleeping at one place and god appears in dream and blesses him Okay, and he calls that place Bethel. Bethel means house of God. The title of my message is the Jacob before the encounter. So, what I'm going to take you through is what was Jacob before the encounter. Before the encounter, Jacob was a different man. After the encounter, you see that Jacob has changed. So, my first point is Jacob was the chosen one. Genesis 25:23 says the Lord said to her two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated one people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger this is lord speaking to rebecca rebecca is getting this promise that there are two nations in your womb that is israel and edom israel came from jacob and edom came from esau and the older will serve the younger that is esau will serve the younger so this is contrary to any of the understanding the first born should get it but god chooses the younger over god chooses jacob over esau this is before jacob could do anything this is before jacob was born jacob didn't do any good or bad to get this but god chooses Jacob over Esau. In Romans nine ten to thirteen, Paul uses this 
scriptures to explain the doctrine of uh, elections. So in uh, verse 10 says, not only that, but Rebecca's children were conceived at the time of, by, by same time by our father Isaac. So you need to notice that both this child, Jacob and Esau, were conceived at the same time. And they were both a result of Isaac's prayer. Yet, before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad, in order that God's, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by him who calls. He was told, the older will serve the younger. It says, before Jacob did anything, he was chosen. Just as it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. So when uh, one lady was reading these verses, he went to Spurgeon and asked, how can God hate Esau? And Spurgeon said, my difficulty in this portion of scripture is, how can God love Jacob? That is what he is finding difficult to understand. Okay, so Jacob, we know how he is. But God, knowing he must do all these things, still he loved Jacob. So what is this? Did God hate Esau? No, no. In this um, scripture, which but Esau I hated means it has a different meaning actually altogether. If you see, this is he is quoting from Malachi one two to three. But if you see in Luke fourteen twenty six, Jesus said, "If anyone comes to me and doesn't hate father mother." wife, children, they cannot be my disciples. So this hate, does that mean that if we want to be the disciple of Jesus, we should hate our father, mother, children? No, it's talking about who should be our number one. Jesus should be our number one. Similarly, when God says, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated, means Jacob he preferred. Jacob is the one he chose. Okay, so it's the election. So he was elected. So God chose Jacob before he was born, before he did anything good or bad. Similarly, we, before we did good, anything good or bad, before we born, before the foundation of the world, we were chosen. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 says, For it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So we were saved by grace. Grace means it's free gift, undeserved, unmerited gift. And then we can say, oh, it's faith. Then it all clears it through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Even the faith we put in, faith is a gift of God. So it's not by works. It's, it's by grace. And we cannot boast. We cannot reach a day where we can say, I deserve to be in heaven. We can never say that. Okay, we can never reach a position where we can say, I deserve this or that. See, when some of us, when we grow in Christian life, we know when we become born again, yeah, we are saved by grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. But as we study Bible, as we grow in Christ, we reach a position, okay, I am spiritually growing. Now I'm getting blessings. Okay. Now we think, oh, okay. I deserve these blessings because I am good. I'm going to church every Sunday. I'm praying every day. So 
So we reach this position, we think, ah, I deserve this. That's one dangerous position of pride. We should never reach there because any day, take any day, even in heaven, once we reach heaven also, we cannot say we, I deserve to be in heaven. All we deserve was hell. Whatever we're getting, even in our official life, if you cannot say, I worked a lot, I deserve a promotion. You cannot say that. Okay, I cannot say to you, I deserve a salary, huge salary. You cannot say that. All we deserve is hell. But whatever we are getting, the promotion, the salary, the job, the family, the good health, everything is a blessing. Like Colin shared, that woman uh, whose uh, husband suicide, did a commit, commit a suicide, compare with her, our life is better. Be thankful to God. Be grateful to God. He, even whenever something bad happens to me, uh, this is why what I speak to devil. Uh, yeah, it's okay to speak to devil when things happen. Jesus used to speak to devil. Okay. So what we can, I used to tell is when something bad happens, I'll tell him, you, I'll take him in a time machine. I'll tell him, go fast forward. You are going to hell. I'm going to heaven. So whatever may happen. So this is our uh, hope this is our faith that we will reach heaven one day and not because of our works by grace it's a free gift so i would request you all to be thankful to be grateful for this amazing gift of salvation which we ne dis never deserve and will never deserve so my second point is jacob had flaws so like spurgeon said Difficult for me to understand why God loved Jacob. Why he's saying that? Because Jacob had too many flaws. Jacob tricked his brother to get the birthright. And you may say it's, he didn't do anything against the law. He didn't go against the law of Old Testament, but he did against the law of love. He should have loved his brother, should have given him the food to his own brother who was hungry. But instead, he tricked him to get the birthright. And he deceived his father. So he deceived his father to get his brother's blessings. So when we say deceived, who is that who you know who deceives? Satan. Revelation 12, 9 calls, he is the deceiver of the whole world. That is his character. So when we are deceiving someone, we are operating with him. And God says in Psalms 5, 6, you destroy those who tell lies, the bloodthirsty and the deceitful you, Lord, detest. He detests, like dis dislikes intensely. God dislikes intensely those who are deceitful. So the deceit is a big sin. Then Jacob lied to his father. Always. When you deceive someone, you need to use lies. So he had to lie to his father to deceive him. In uh, Genesis 25, 18 to 20, it says, he went to his father, that is Jacob went to his father Isaac and said, my father. And Isaac said, yes, my son, who is it? So Jake, uh, remember, Isaac is blind. So Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. Straight on his face like, I've done as, you told me, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me a blessing. 
Now Isaac has doubt. He asks, how did you find it so quickly, my son? Now, I, what did Jacob do? The Lord your God gave me success. He is taking the name of the Lord to lie. And again, he had another chance when Esau doubted. He asked, are you really my son, Esau? Jacob said, I am. See, he, in second chance also, he repeated the lie. So he was lying on the face. So who does lie? Lies? Who you, whose tool is lies? In uh, John 8, 44, Jesus says, you belong to your father. The devil, he's talking to the Jews who believed, okay? So you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and the father of lies. Who is the father of lies? Satan. So when we are lying, whose character we are following? We are following the character of Satan. We are operating along with cooperating operating and cooperating with the kingdom of darkness and god says in proverbs 12 22 the lord detests lying lips it just means intensely dislike lying lips we are not supposed to lie so there is this uh, concept that we can lie as long as it's white i don't know there is nothing called white lie in the bible Okay, white lie they say is lie uh, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone or or love lie. But that's not what Bible says. Lying is from the enemy, Satan. And who says lying doesn't hurt? Lie will hurt the person who is saying lie. It will definitely hurt you. So I would urge not to lie, not to deceive. And in Jacob was also impatient. Jacob didn't trust the Lord. Yes, he got a promise through mom, his mother that he will be blessed. He will be, he'll, the, Esau will serve him. He got the promise, but he was impatient. He thought, I should assist God because he is weak. He thought, if God is not able to do it, I should help him do it. That is what when we take God's promises and try to accomplish it in our own way. Okay, then what we are doing, we are thinking, okay, God is not able. I should help him. So that's what he was doing. He was selling stew and getting birthrights, deceiving his father and getting blessings. So he was taking things into his own hand. The Psalms 37 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So we have to be still before the Lord. We should give our worries to him. Yes, worries will come. Why the promise is not happening? Why God, you said this will happen, but why this is not happening? We have to be still. We give the worries to him and be still means our mind should be calm. Not be worried. We should not let our heart be troubled and wait patiently for him. For his time is right. We should wait for his time. And so even though he had all these flows, God blessed him. He ran from his house. He was on the way to his mother's brother, Evan, on the way he was sleeping, he was resting. Now he was free from plotting, thinking about how to get blessings, how to get birthright. He was resting. He was sleeping peacefully finally. That is when Lord appeared in dream. 
Okay, so Lord appeared in dream, and what did God say? God blessed him. God didn't say, "Why did you deceive him? Why did you lie to him?" God was going to do a mighty thing in him. Okay, there in the dream, this is uh, Jacob's dream. Okay, there above it stood the Lord. That is above the ladder. He saw a ladder where angels were going up and down from heaven. So there above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. So what is he saying? All the people on the earth will be blessed through you. That is, Jesus is going to come through you, your offspring. And all the nations will be blessed through you. Amazing promise. And I am with you. And I will watch over you wherever you go. God is going to be with him. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. He will not never leave until what he has promised is accomplished. So if anyone has God promised, trust. He is going to deliver on his promise. Because all his promises are yes and amen. So, what is happening here? This is, I call this an encounter with God. Okay, in encounter in Polish terms, it means like death. Okay, so, when you meet God, you die. Yourself dies. It's an encounter. Okay, and from here, it changes. He changes, um, I call this the Bethel encounter. In the Bethel encounter, after this, he has a change. He goes to Laban, and I call I can call this the Institute of Laban, where he is tested. He gets he was deceived. He had to wait 14 first seven years he served um, Laban and he gets Leah instead of he was pursuing Rachel, but he gets Leah. Then he again serves seven years, he gets Rachel. So 14 years has to wait patiently. God teach him patience. So God works with him after this like this we are also blessed we have also had an encounter we became born again the day we became born again we had an encounter with the lord okay so how that is grace no one is perfect romans 3 23 says all have sinned and fallen short of glory of god so we all have sinned but god gave us grace he clothed us with his righteousness his son's righteousness which we didn't deserve this is this picture we can see in the story where jacob deceives isaac you can see the picture of jesus in this story isaac is like us he was clothed with esau's dress we are clothed with jesus righteousness so esau represents jesus and father father Isaac blesses Jacob because of Esau's, he's thinking is Esau, like Esau's blessing he's getting. It is like God the Father. But the difference is Isaac didn't want to bless Jacob, but our father wants to bless us. And Esau didn't want to share his blessings with Jacob, but Jesus wants to give us his blessings. He wants to share his blessings with us. So we are like Esau, uh, Esau Jacob was clothed with Esau's dress. We are clothed with 
Jesus righteousness. So we, we have this grace. Does this grace give us a license to sin? Should we live? Should Jacob have lived the way he was living, deceiving and lying? Should we think that grace is so we are, all our sins are forgiven, past, present, and future? Yes. Does that mean can we sin? What is Romans 6, 1 to 2 says? What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live it any longer? So Paul is saying we have we cannot sing so that we're thinking that grace will abound. No, we have been saved. We have received the grace. We, we have we died to sin. The encounter has happened. When we became born again. The old man has died. We are not supposed to live in sin. We are dead to sin. In uh, Titus 2, 11, 12 says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say, not to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age the grace of god has appeared for what that offers salvation to all of us does that stop there no he teaches us to say not to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives grace trains us to live to say no to ungodliness to live a self-controlled, upright, godly life. This is God's desire that we live godly life. In Hebrews 12, 14 says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see Lord. So does that mean we don't uh, have holiness? We won't go to uh, the Lord? So what is this holiness speaking about? This is like we because we have believed in Jesus, we have a new spirit. Spiritually, we are holy. We are as clean as Jesus. But there is a renewing of mind which has to happen. There should be a reprogramming. Those who are in the software, there need to be reprogramming. This is trained in a way we are lived for the old ways. But this has to be trained. We have to go to the Institute of Laban. Okay, so we need a training. So that is what here it's talking about. Pursue peace with all, all people and pursue holiness that is the meaning we have to pursue holiness we cannot reach there in this life we cannot become perfect but perfecting perfecting should happen that is it should move from one level of glory to another level of glory there should be a spiritual growth so we, without which we will not see the lord means we will not have a relationship with lord so we need to have a relationship with lord to see him to experience him now itself we should pursue holiness. How can we pursue holiness? We are talking about love of God today. God loves us unconditionally, and we cannot imagine how he, how much He loves us. It's like an ocean. There is no limit. I asked uh, this uh, to a person who is married in one of one of when I was preaching somewhere else. Okay, I asked this married man, uh, "Why won't you go? Why don't you go after other woman?" So he said, uh, Bible says so. The wife is also sitting there, okay? So I thought, okay, this is not going the way I planned. I should not have asked the question. So I gave him one more chance. Okay, what else? That is true, but that's not the answer I'm expecting. That's not the correct answer. Okay. He said, because I'm married, I'm not going after other women. 
again the wife is looking at him like all red okay so i thought okay this misfired so i before it goes further bad i will tell why okay he doesn't go after other woman because he loves his wife that should have been the answer and you got many brownie points but he lost it okay so i am not asking this question here i don't want to trap you guys when we love god we will obey his commandments that is it so how do we obey his commandments we love god so can we love god by our own ability no we should know his love we should experience his love as we he is the one first responder as he loves us loved us first that is why we are able to love know his love experience his love so that we love him and we want to obey his commandments and second thing is know the truth uh, jesus says in john 8:31 to 32 to the jews had believed him jesus said if you hold to my teaching that is god's word you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set us set you free if there is someone who is trying hard okay i am not able to do become holy i am not able to pursue holiness i am not to do the things i am not how to do it know the truth truth is in god's word and god's word will set you free what truth should i know know the truth that who you are you you are true identity you are new in christ you are a new creation so when you are new creation you are like jesus when you know you are a lion would you eat grass no so you should know who you are first of all your sin nature is not there anymore you need not sin you have that grace second thing is know what is right and wrong how to know what is right what is wrong people say homosexuality is okay people say uh, lusting is okay as long as i don't hurt anyone everything is fine but what does the bible say that bible be the reference of what is right and what is wrong so know this true truth and that truth will set you free when you believe a lying or doing lusting or homosexuality is okay when you believe that you make that lie truth and that lie truth which is a lie that we give that issue to stay in our life when we believe a lie we give that weakness to stay in life so know the truth and next thing is even after you know the truth you are not able to come out of any of your weakness acknowledge the truth tell to the lord this is where i am weak i need your help pour out your hearts to him is the word in psalms 62:8 says trust in him at all times you people pour out your hearts to him for god is our refuge tell him this is the area of weakness i know it's wrong but i am not able to come out help me lord and he will definitely help you my first point was jacob was a chosen one second point is jacob had his flaws so i would urge you to if there is any weak areas seek lord's help to come out of those areas pursue holiness holiness yeah i there is a like uh, negative feeling about holiness oh, yeah holy i know i don't need holiness now that's not correct that's not what bible says okay my third point is jacob valued birthright yes jacob valued birthright even though jacob picked his brother for the birthright he knew it's important birthright gives the right to be the spiritual head not only there is a double portion of inheritance but there is a spiritual leadership and spiritual blessings associated with the birthright 
but Esau despised birthright. In Genesis 25, 34 says, Esau despised his birthright. So in Hebrews, the author of Hebrews writes about Esau in Hebrews 12, 16. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless, godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Esau selling that single meal for his inheritance rights didn't please God. He, the uh, Holy Spirit says Esau is like godless. He didn't value the things of God. So how are we? We are born again. We have some birthrights. What are the birthrights? We have a new image. We are a new man. We have authority. We have dominion. We have blessings. We are co heirs with Jesus. We are co-workers. We are, God has given us this work, sharing of gospel. He has entrusted gospel to us. He has given us many spiritual gifts. These are our birthrights. So what do you do? Will you sell it for a meal of food? For a good salary? A good job? Or would you value it? Would you treasure it? Or would you be like the uh, person in the servant in the parable of talents who hid his talent underneath the earth? What should we do? We should, we, God has given this gift. Use it. Don't keep it hidden. Second Timothy 1, 6 to 7 says, For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. God has given these gifts for us, spiritual gifts. And Paul is here reminding Timothy the gift of God. Fan into flame. How to fan into flame? When uh, the coals are burning, what do you do to fan into flame? You give oxygen. You give air. We give wood. We put wood. That is when it burns. Okay? Like that, oh, we should let off gifts to be burned we should let it fan into flame okay we should pray for more of oxygen god will breathe into it and we should supply ourselves as wood so that our gifts start burning it will like uh, we will use it and we should not let this fear is one thing which keeps us away from this that is why uh, paul says that is from not from god this fear it's an external force God has given us power, love, and self-discipline. So, I hope to bless others, use your gifts. Imagine, I don't, if Sheba gives you a gift, okay, and you put it in the waste, what would Sheba feel? She will feel bad, right? She will feel really bad. So imagine God has given all of us such wonderful gifts. Shouldn't we value it? Shouldn't we cherish it? I would suggest you to value the word of God, value the gifts God has given. God, value all of birthrights. Step out in faith and bless others. I'd like to close this by just concluding that God has chosen us before the foundation of the world. He has brought us into light. And we were like bad, bad, very bad. And we are still doing bad, bad things. But we should overcome this weakness. We should pursue holiness. And we should value the birthright, the gifts God has given us. So, unless I would like to pray. Father, thank you 
for all the blessings, Father. Thank you for the salvation. Thank you for bringing us into this light, Abba. Thank you for this unmerited, undeserved gift you have given us, Abba. Thank you so much, Jesus. Help us, Abba. Help us to overcome all our weaknesses and help us to pursue holiness. We love you, Jesus. Reveal your love to us, Lord. Help us to grow in you. And help us to put into effect all the gifts you have given us, Abba. Our gospel, everything. Lord, you have asked, you told, Paul says that treasure the gospel with which we have been entrusted, Abba. Help us to do it, Abba. Help us not to keep it in ourselves, but to share the gospel, Abba. Help us to put our gifts, all the gifts we are given, Abba. Help us not to keep it with ourselves, but to use it to bless others. Help us to step out in faith. Spirit of fear, leave this church right now in Jesus' name. Help all of us to step out in faith, Abba. I ask this in Yeshua's mighty name.